Hello, and welcome to season two of Mixtape Memories. Memories. Um, this is our first episode of second season, and we have a very special guest that we've known for ages, and we have her on the show. So excited to introduce Nora for my Rock Eye Roll. Yay, Woo! Nora. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for doing this. So how have you been? Um, I've been getting older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all have. <laughs> so you're you're based in San Francisco now, yes? I am. I moved. Yeah. I left New York. I made the exodus like six years ago. Uh-huh. Wow. San... Yeah. Where does the time go? Uh, yeah, I live in San Francisco now. I have a dog. I had a divorce. It was great. Things are good. <laughs> yeah. And don't you have a radio show also? I do. I do a weekly radio show, which is like... Not as cool as a podcast. Um, oh, please. Please. On, please. <laughs> it's on BFF.fm. It's an internet radio station here in San Francisco. We have a studio and I do all my shows live. So there really is no editing. And I screw that up all the time. But it's fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, that does it's a sound good time. fun. The next time one of or both of you are in San Francisco, you can come be on my show. Awesome. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> What kind of stuff do you play typically? More modern stuff or is it more throwback kind of stuff? It's mainly new music, so more modern mm -hmm. stuff. But I have mm -hmm. had my throwback moments for sure, yeah. but not going nearly as in-depth as you, you guys do. So I'm excited about this. I was a little do scared you... <laughs> to go back <laughs> in the archives. Do you find it tough to keep up now um, as opposed to back in the day? I mean, how, how invested do you do you think you are now versus 10, 15 years ago? I, I don't necessarily find it hard to keep up, but the invested part, like back in the day, I felt like I was living it every yeah. day, day in and day out. And now it's more of a hobby. I, yeah. I'm glad yeah. that I do the show because it keeps me kind of caught up and forces me to stay caught up. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't have the show, I don't know what I would be listening to <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I hear you. I, I think it's you. cool that you're keeping up with it because I feel like so out of it. Well, that's yeah, I mean, I might, <laughs> my day job is in, you know, music-related stuff, and um, I still have a tough time keeping up. And I think part of it is because, for me, I like to have a little bit of an escape from everything music during the day and then, mm -hmm. you know, kind of playing in the evenings and weekends trying to catch up. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I like to have, I like to have some interests that are outside of the music bubble. You know what I mean? Well, does it just feel like work or is it like? Yeah, I think that's part of it is that a lot of it feels like work now when I'm doing homework on some acts. And, and to be perfectly honest, I don't, and we've talked about this the first season, I don't go out to nearly as many shows as I did back in the day. So yeah. I, I, I don't wrong. get the same no. relationship with a band that I might have had ages ago where you know, not only am I listening to them through headphones, but I'm seeing them live constantly. I don't, I don't have those connections as much anymore. Yeah, know. or like hanging out with them after yeah, the exactly. show. Yeah, exactly. All the bands I was friends with back in the day are like retired. Yeah. <laughs> or like married and have kids now. They exactly. live in the suburbs. And I'm like, hey, remember when you guys were in a band? And they're like, 
we don't want like their wives are giving me side eye like we don't want to talk about it I'm like okay fine <laughs> that's where that's where I'm at <laughs> I so feel Nor- like people are coming back though yeah well everything old is new again there exactly is, we've run out of original ideas so now every band who put out an album 10 15 years ago it's time to do a tour for it I guess that's exactly. not new I feel like other exactly. bands have done that for ages I think it just feels new to us because we were actually around the first time <laughs> yeah yeah well like I think our- it's scary that like I don't know to, to be around and not even just around but like super involved active huge fan and then it comes around again and it's I don't know it's it's a little bit of a mind fuck I feel I don't know yeah I'm with you on that <laughs> for sure like, yeah it's kind of like years ago <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. Well, like when you listen back to songs and they a lot of times don't stand up the test of time. And and you're like, I used to like this. (laughs) I mean, some of the bands I wrote about on my blog, I'm like, what was I talking about? (laughs) Did you remember like your blog voice? When you were reading back on old posts recently? Uh, I mean, yes, but also I was like embarrassed by it. <laughs> I was like, I think, what? yeah, same, same here. Well, and I'm also, yeah. I was like, it's still on the internet. Like, it's still there. I put the URL for my blog <laughs> on my resume. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, to show that I did something with my life, I guess, that wasn't quote unquote work related. Well, it's I, working for you. <laughs> I guess so. Or maybe just no one actually is going back to 2004 and 2005. <laughs> I buried those archives <laughs> for good reason. But right. I brought them back for you guys. Only for you guys. <laughs> so is that when you started pretty much around? No, you started before that, right? I started in 2003? 2004. Okay. Okay. 2004. Yeah. It was January... 2004. Okay. Pretty sure. And what, what were some of the... Yeah, what made you start? Well, I was unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had gotten a job right out of college, and then I got laid off, and then I found out there was this thing called unemployment, where the <laughs> government would just send you money. So I was like, this is great. My father didn't think it was great, but... I, have a, I was very excited about it. So <laughs> I decided to spend a full year just blogging and doing whatever I wanted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and collecting government checks. So that's why the blog kind of came into being. But I was also reading a lot of blogs. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the early bloggers inspired mm-hmm. me. And I was like, this is cool. This mm-hmm. sounds like fun. I could do this. I could write. I know how to use a computer. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm very passionate about music. And I think I struggled at first to try to find my voice. I was like, I can write about TV shows. And I can write about mm-hmm. uh, like pop culture. No, I'm not good at that. Yeah. <laughs> music is it. I very quickly fell into my niche. But there are some early posts where I was talking about, uh, like, I don't even know 
know what TV shows. Terrible things. Whatever was popular in 2004. I tried. I failed. <laughs> Probably like the CW. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I was in that place where I was just out of college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. All my college friends had moved away. And I didn't have a community anymore. And so that was the great thing that came out of it. Because I obviously met both of you and a lot of other people. And I met bands. And then, you know, as blogging became the huge phenomenon that it is, was, it took on a life of its own. And that was pretty, that was a pretty crazy wave to ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Um, what were some of the bands you were championing? Oh, God. This is where it gets embarrassing. Um, well, <laughs> I've always had my, like, super favorites that I was obsessed with. I mean, The Rapture. I loved mm-hmm. Black yeah. Rebel Motorcycle Club. I was, like, super obsessed oh, with inter- I, I forgot about the RMC, but oh. that first album was so good. So good. Love yeah. Burns was, like, my everything mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Interpol I was always mm-hmm. a super fangirl Salastar mm-hmm. who I know we're talking about later yes <laughs> you got me to listen to that album again today yeah. we'll talk about but I know all the words to that entire album it's insane <laughs> same, same so I mean so it, there are a lot of kind of my tried and trues and then as I was blogging more it became a mix of like local bands who I could actually be friends with like morning theft. Oh my god. I think wow. that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up them today. Um I went I mean the ghost station. Oh my god, the ghost. Wow. Yeah. It's well, I had to set a thing through people I dated or slept with and I was like, that band. <laughs> I'm like sad to say I either had a crush on or dated someone in pretty much all the bands I was obsessed with. Not all. <laughs> Not all. I shouldn't say all, but that was a persistent theme in my blogging days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like a thing that happens when you're in like a industry where lines are blurry. There's an open <laughs> bar everywhere. That was yeah. what I remembered when I was reading through my blog entry. There was t- a period of time where every show had an open bar. Every party had like a one-hour yeah. open bar. And I would hit those open bars hard. Yeah. I would be there like when the hour turned, thrown yeah. back sparks, like whatever <laughs> there was for free. I had no – the amount of chemicals from like malt beverages that I put into my body <laughs> in my 20s is disturbing best um <laughs> but yeah it was all just one big party all the time mm-hmm. that's what i that's remember like. yeah. yeah it did feel like that and then when cmj would happen it was like the party amplified times a billion yeah and by i would be wrecked by the episodes. yeah same yeah it's sad that like, cmj is no longer now i know r.i.p cmj like... was just such a it was like the syndicate party which yeah. was always like the Monday sure, or that Tuesday. The kickoff. Kicked it off. Oh, so many of those. Yeah. Which by the end of my days just became a collection of like my ex-boyfriends and people I like did not <laughs> want to run into. 
it's very like when I think back on it, like when I started blogging, everything was so fresh and untainted. Yeah. And then by the time I the my blog was kind of winding down, it's like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I god. Know. I don't want to leave my house. I had to move. That's not why I moved, but I had to literally leave the city of New York. I was like, I can't. I'm done here. It's time. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like an end of an era or something. Yeah, I kind of feel like it all mostly died down around 2009, 2010, 11. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I feel like That's it got, got a lot like a less fun job. after that. <laughs> And yeah, and way to get real jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Had to be like responsible yeah. adults. I stopped managing bands. <laughs> oh yeah. And focused on on yeah, real jobs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So going back to the title of the podcast, did, do you have any fun mixtape memories, Nora? <laughs> from the nineties? From the I mean, I was a mixtape junkie. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted a, a boy to make a mixtape for, and like yeah. I was very awkward in high school, so I would just make them for myself. And I was definitely the person <laughs> sitting in front of the, you know, my boombox. It was a boombox. That's just what it was. With listening to the radio, like the top ten countdowns, with my finger hovering over the record so I could get yeah. the beginning of the song. <laughs> so I know it. And then I had like a dual cassette, so I would try to edit. This was like very rough early days. But I used to make, so I made tons of mixtapes. Um, I also used to make fake radio shows and put them on mixtapes where I would record fake commercials and then I would splice them in <laughs> and then I would have different what? shows. It was very intense. What kind of commercials were they? What were they for? Like for fake products. I honestly don't. I don't remember. I'm sure they're all in a box, like at my dad's house. My sister would get involved. It was oh a gosh. whole thing. My parents yeah, my brother would get involved too. We used to do, we had our own like fake radio station. Yes, uh, exactly. And we, I remember actually we had two of them. Mine was like the rock oriented one and his was the R&B one just because he, I guess he figured he can't. I don't know. He wanted something that was a little different. But I remember he would put on, we would do it like um, cassette, like boombox to boombox. So the quality was terrible. Yeah. And it was like, and he would put on uh, like Brandy, Boys to Men, like that kind of stuff, and yeah. Vogue. And then my station was all like Alanis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I remember like auditioning for like NYU's college radio station. And I didn't have like CDs. And it was really hard. <laughs> I think it was a fail. But the weird thing was, Carlos D w was the music director. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So I remember being like, who's that guy? And then later on, I was like, wait, that guy's in. Interpol. <laughs> I remember him from NYU, but from for different reasons. I took intro to Psych, and he was the guy who worked at like we'd have to go and participate in like experiments, and he was the guy who would like sign you in. Oh 
Oh my god. I just remember <laughs> he's very striking looking, very goth. Yes. Then I mean like trench coat. Yes. Yeah. And like the hair and like makeup. It was a whole thing. I just remember being like I just remember remembering him yeah. from that, which is a just seemed so random. And I was like, that guy. I remember back in the day, like bumping into various members of Interpol, not that I was friends with them, but they would be at the same shows that I, you know, was going to. But um, I haven't seen any of them in ages, except last week I was, I was getting a coffee at Think Coffee by Union Square. And um, I sat down and I just had a little time to kill before meeting up with a friend. And Paul Banks sat next to me. <laughs> and I was like, what oh, the man. hell? But I didn't, I couldn't believe it was him because, A, I hadn't seen him in a while. And I thought, well, this is random. But also he was in shorts. And that threw me. Because, <laughs> you know, you expect <laughs> Interpol to be in all black all the time. You all know? the time. And he well, was he wearing shorts. Cool. Actually, they were quite short. Uh, and, uh, and like he had on um, band sneakers. <laughs> I am not kidding. Um, I so wanted to be creepy and take a photo to prove it, but I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> so um, but uh, yeah, he was whole, there. Like, Hip hop side project. Oh yeah. What? He has. Yeah, that was a couple years ago. It's so. I don't want to say bad, but it's like. Was he rapping? Uh, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he had um hit that he toured with um it was Banks and Steels. Who was the right? Guy? Who was right. the who Steels? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, but God. I remember that that they were touring together. I, I remember to they had an album. <laughs> Live. Oh my God! It was really weird. I remember he also had like an alter ego that he released an album. Oh, Julian. Remember? Um, something rather. Yeah, and it was yeah. like. Interpol like, but it not exactly been like Interpol. Julian Summers, but that's not it. Oh it sounded. It, it was a funny name. I was like, I wanted to say Julian Fellows, but that's <laughs> Tracy Morgan's character on Saturday Night Live. Did he like dance around oh, live? It's Julian Plenty. I Julian love Plenty. that album. But I was like, why didn't you just make this a Paul Banks album? Because it's actually yeah, quite yeah. a good record. Yeah. Mm. And it was especially surprising after Interpol put out a couple duds. I was like, where did this come oh, from? Oh, God, yeah. Mm. I feel like there's few bands that have, like, a good sophomore album. Yeah. And then it's just... It's hard to sustain. It's sort of surprising now when you look at the bands who didn't go away and aren't doing, like, the reunion thing. There's not that many. No. Like, But then it always surprises me when I see certain bands that were never that great that are still kicking like fucking Third Eye Blind. Why are they still touring? Why, why are they still a thing? Why? They're huge I swear. here in the Bay Area. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I was at a terrible music festival, and they were playing at the same time as Smash Mouth. Oh, God. And I went to see Smash Mouth. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> well, I think Smash Mouth is, is like just the thought of seeing them live, especially in 2019, is such an LOL. But like yeah. Third Eye Blind is more embarrassing, I feel. Well, I don't they know. Have beef with each other, too. That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> they were talking shit about Third Eye Blind during the oh Smash Mouth set. They like stole their guitar player or something. It was amazing. You know what's more amazing, though, is Smash Mouth groupies. You got to know when the. <laughs> You gotta Does know that exist? Oh my god, yes. What? They are like 
every Real Housewives of the OC stereotype that you could imagine. They love that guy. Crazy. (laughs) (sighs) So, Nora, do you think that the blogs are mostly dead at this point? Yes. Well, at least at least music blogs that are like an independent voice, right? Exactly. They're just one person thriving all on their own. And I tried to bring in other people a couple times. I had people would reach out to me and be like, can I write something for your blog? And I was like, "Uh, like what? (laughs) Yeah, I tried that a little bit too. And it's just the voice wasn't the same. Yeah. It just defeated the purpose. Yeah. Well, it's not like a big contributor site. It's like a blog, so it's like a personal. I mean, but then you look at like what Brooklyn Vegan started as and what it turned into. I mean, he has a whole team. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like the evolution of it. But I feel like when people start, it's just kind of like really loose and kind of casual. He used to write about like vegan things as well as music. It's yeah, funny to look stuck. back. But he yeah, also, all apologies to Dave. Not that he pays attention to anything that the rest of us do anymore. Not that he <laughs> ever did. But remember when Brooklyn Vegan started, it was such an ambiguous voice that I would debate uh, with people if it was a guy or a girl. Because you couldn't tell. You know, I got to say, I remember that. I remember back, actually, going back to CMJ, I'd be invited to certain parties in, like, whatever year it was. And... At the time, Brooklyn Vegan was becoming a thing, and nobody knew who was behind the screen. And, and then all of a sudden, like, we'd see in a few hours photos from that event that we were at. And we're like, well, he, he or she was in the room. But it was this mystery for a little bit. Yeah. But I was like, if you read my blog, you knew. One, you definitely knew I was a girl. <laughs> you probably <laughs> thought I was insane. <laughs> you probably thought I was very crazy. I mean, there's also a photo of my ass in the upper right-hand corner oh for the gosh. longest time. No idea why. Well, I didn't have that many about photos. That. I didn't have that many photos of myself. I had a digital camera. It was like a brick. Yeah. And that was yep. just one yep. of the pictures. And everything I took was in black and white or sepia because those are the only filters that you oh, could The have. sepia thing was really I, – I remember a lot of sepia photos also. So for some reason, many. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it had a moment. I sent you guys a, a one of my sepia photos, so you can use that. Oh, we'll have to <laughs> dig out our own sepia photos. Oh yeah, I have it's plenty. Me, like sepia in the basement of lit. That's like oh as God. bad as two thousand three as I could get. Very olden days. Oh my God. Yeah, we talked about have... lit a bunch first season. Yeah. yeah. I used to have photos of myself on the blog, but then I pulled them off. Because I didn't want people to know what I look like. <laughs> so, I I didn't like people coming up to me randomly on the street or at a show. I was just so cr- surprised when that happened. Like when mm-hmm. people started being like, "Oh, you're I rock, I roll." I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly. Like, I remember it just it scared me, but it was exciting at the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, it was like this new thing like new weird celebrity yeah something that we didn't ask for no (laughs) definitely not no i i 
feel like I started it because I couldn't find any publications to write about for like who wanted to cover the music I liked. And so I was like, oh, I'll just like write on my own website. And like that's how it started. But then Indie Rock blew up <laughs> a little <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> well, you know yeah. what I was thinking, Nora, when you were talking about all the free booze and stuff? I mean, in the early 2000s, I, I, you know, this term is so loaded and, and cliche and old fashioned now, but the, when the term hipster came into mainstream culture, I think a lot of these venues that were not hip were trying to get the quote unquote hipster people into their bars, which is also part of the reason why there would be these random open bars at like places that maybe we wouldn't necessarily go to, but they were trying to get us in by having one of the guys from Interpol DJ, for example. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And then it just became like commodified, like venues like Crash Mansion. It's like, what? Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a long time. I don't know. I don't know why that just popped in my head. But it was also at a certain point, all these like PR companies started reaching out. Can I send yeah. you free music? Can I put you on yeah. these guest lists? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, yeah, we got invited to some crazy stuff. Yeah, it was all about invites to the party. Knowing yeah. about secret shows ahead of time. Yeah. And just like all the marketing parties. Exactly. I never really did anything for those marketers, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't like, remember. You know what? It might be one of those things, though, that they could put on a report saying, by the way, I had a rock I roll in the room to see XYZ band. Oh, so they it's absolutely like, did. You know, because I, I ended sure up doing that. That was the yeah. job I ended up getting is building out. I went to a digital agency in 2008 to build out their blogger outreach program. Mm -hmm. Then it was mm -hmm. for fashion. So it's a whole different blog world. Oh, that's its own beast. Yeah. It's its own beast. But that it was exactly us. what it was. That was exactly what it was. Um, you know, it's this is so random. But one of the brands I worked with was Belvedere Vodka, and they wanted us to bring like indie like but dj like not edm bands like they wanted last night's party but like oh. the next last night's party okay so i invited these guys to this event and their blog was called the chain smokers and now they're the no chain it's smokers. the chain smokers oh yes wow. <laughs> <laughs> they are just some dirty guys there are four of them now there's only two they yeah. like chain smoked obviously one of them had the blog, one of them took photos, and the other two wanted to be DJs. Oh, <laughs> wow. So it, they had a blog. It was like the chainsmokers.blogspot.com. Of course it was Blogspot. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> blogspot. Weird how that, <laughs> weird how that evolved. <laughs> Nora, did you want to maybe go back into the Wayback Machine and oh, visit man. one of your posts? I mean, sure. we've we've done it the first season, and it, it is a little cringy, but at the same time, it's also hilarious. This is so cringy. <laughs> um, okay, so you want me to just read this? Yeah. What year is this from? What? Uh, this how far are we back? Are we going? Two thousand four. Okay. May twelfth, two thousand four. <laughs> okay. Um, apparently, I had just gone to Coachella for the first time. Okay. <laughs> and I went with. One of the guys from Miss Shapes, 
and Audrey. Oh yeah, Audrey. 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 Yes. Melody Nelson. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'd gone to Coachella with them. I. Had, That's a pretty hip group to go was, to Coachella with. It was. Yeah. It was. I don't know how I finagled my way onto that trip. <laughs> I think they needed someone to like split the rental car with, honestly. But it was cool. <laughs> um, so, anyways, the title of this blog entry is called "I Bet You Think." This song is about you, <laughs> which you'll come to find has nothing to do with any of the actual content of this blog. So okay. I just come back from Coachella. So here we go. <clears throat> I think I really started to become annoyed with New York City shows after my Coachella concert experience. I rarely go to concerts outside of the city, except when I'm in Chicago or when I went to that Screamo Fest in New Jersey. <laughs> That's a different <laughs> blog entry. But I found myself front and center at the Stills show. Remember the Stills? And the, and the only excited person in a crowd full of lame asses who wouldn't jump around, <laughs> wouldn't scream, wouldn't dance, wouldn't do anything. God forbid, because you're just too fucking cool to actually show the <laughs> band that you paid money to see that you like them. Or if you're all VIP, you didn't even pay money, so you get to see an amazing band for free and still get ex still can't get excited. People are lame, <laughs> but I still think that the stills are great. <laughs> 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 However... I won't be seeing them again anytime soon because I've now seen them three times and the show is always the same. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as exciting anymore. <laughs> I wish they would debut new songs or something. Nice. <laughs> okay. Funny moments for Nora. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. When the drummer says that the name of their last song is Tomorrow Never Knows. But isn't it yesterday, never tomorrow? Maybe, maybe there are too many songs about yesterday and tomorrow and all the shit that's never supposed to happen. That's my guess. <laughs> that's very philosophical. Wow. That's, why do you think I picked this one? Um, all right, I'm going to skip ahead. I don't even know what the next one is. After the show, we hung out outside with Nick and Jacob Surefire, which this was a thing bloggers did just to sidetrack, where the person's last name was the name of their band. It'd be the last, yeah. It was yeah. like their identity. So mm -hmm. Surefire was a great band of like underage boys. That's all I'm going to say. They are very <laughs> <cool. laughs> That's all I got. Anyways, um, so we hung out outside with them while they were chatted up by some surefire groupies. These boys are totally on their way. <laughs> then we made our way to pianos, where some random shit was going on upstairs, involving a lot of Brazilians, and I got to meet the San Loco guy, who is so fucking cute. And of course, <laughs> he's in a band. I love him. Or maybe I just want a free taco. No, seriously, I love him. Funny story, that guy... Uh, the San Loco guy went on to date Lady Gaga down what? the line. Oh. Yeah. His name was oh. Luke. 
Oh, Lu- yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, we called him yeah, San okay. Luco instead of San uh-huh. Loco, but he worked at the San Loco on the Lower East Side. Remember San Loco? Is that still there? Yeah. San Loco oh. is still there. Yeah. Everything there smelled. The, you know that San Loco smell? Yes. It's still like burned into my memory. Like, <laughs> I could smell it now just right? when you say the name. Yeah. It's like, it was like the only late night option. It was. Which is weird for you know. Thinking actually of that of that place and that guy in Gaga, how come our paths never crossed with her if she was apparently on the Lower East Side all the time and like at you know at gigs? How come we never saw her? I think we're different circles. You know, like yeah. Did you ever go to the trash parties? Of course. You did. See, I rarely went to those, but I feel like if I oh no, I went to those all the time. Oh, so wasn't that where was she? I don't know. <laughs> it's very strange. I it's feel very like strange. Maybe yeah. our paths did cross with her, and we just didn't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. she probably didn't have those like crazy outfits. Back well, she didn't then. have the same face, so that might well, also that too. something to do with it. Okay, back to the blog. So I yeah. love the taco guy. Um, finally, we connect collected the things we needed to pick up at pianos, which sounds really shady. I don't know what I was picking up at pianos. And made our way over to Happy Ending for the Stills after party. Hello, sweaty, hipster clusterfuck. <laughs> I ran into Jen, who I'm pretty sure is, oh, Jenny Penny, who is wearing an amazing looking dress, and Rich and Alex from the Madison Strays. <laughs> Carlos, who I'm pretty sure is Carlos D in this story, came up to me at one point and asked me how I had recovered after his birthday party a few weeks ago and said something about drinking a lot of Bloody Marys. Nicole left. Apparently, I was with Nicole. (laughs) And I talked to a girl named Allison for a while about working at Urban Outfitters, but then she went (laughs) to the bathroom, and I never saw her again. (laughs) I like how detailed this uh, account is. (laughs) There, There were also a lot of people wearing bathing suits, which was kind of bizarre, but whatever. Then I find myself in a cab going back to the WB, which is what I called Williamsburg, back <laughs> apparently, to hang out with Big Dave at Alligator Lounge, where he saved me a free wow. pizza and made me two huge vodka tonics, which caused me to come stumbling home at sunrise and pass out on my living room floor while my roommate watched Pieces of April. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. You know, Alligator Lounge was famous for you buy a drink and they give you a free pizza. Pizza, yeah. It was a genius. (laughs) Everybody hung out there, and it's great if you're poor. I mean, you drink and have a meal. (laughs) (laughs) And that literally is the blog post. That was it. I love that. You know what I, when I when I hear yours out loud, and when Jin was reading hers out loud the first season. Um, I love that both of you were kind of sassy with p- other people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was still Just under like, the assumption because this was maybe the first year I did this that no one was reading this. So yeah. I said yeah, yeah. whatever was in my brain. Yeah, it was just my friends reading it. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It was only when I started linking the bands, like I definitely linked to Madison Strays. JennyPenny.net in this mm-hmm. SurefireBand.com. I'm not clicking. It's probably full of porn now or something. But, but that that was how these people found out I was talking about them, which I guess I wanted because I was linking to them. 
Yeah, very that was sweet. like weird acknowledgement. Yeah. Networking. I was like, just check my side track. Should we go to repeat skip? Yeah, let's yes. do it. I'm really excited for this next part. Yeah. <laughs> I think I already indicated that this took me in a in a crazy This is the real point. nostalgia. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna do our repeat skip segment here and Woo! we just <laughs> two blasts from the past. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why you I said could that. say that. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Um, uh, Black Party, Silent Alarm. That's the first album, 2005. This was, album was huge. Huge. Like, internationally huge. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. This is one I think was part of the, the UK bands starting to kind of overwhelm and flood the music scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was all New York, and then... UK bands just blew up. This is that's one of the, very they're true. one of the better ones. Yeah, for sure. It was also around the same time that Arctic Monkey started blowing up. Um, yeah, some others too, and some of them that kind of fizzled, like Friendly Fire, who so I was into, but then that didn't really happen. <gasps> I love them. Yeah. But this Block Party album, like, what are your what are you both of your memories of it, and the, like shows and favorite songs and whatnot? Jeez, I mean. I don't remember a specific show. I feel like it was probably like a vice party or something at South I saw by. them at I saw them at Motherfucker. Oh, they had yeah. I saw them at Motherfucker. Party. Oh, we were at the same show. I'm yeah. sure they happened like all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I saw them at McCarran Park. Oh, I think I saw them yeah. at McCarran with Secret Machines, maybe. Oh, yeah. Was that like a Jelly NYC? No, it was like a ticketed show, but maybe it was still Jelly NYC. I don't know. Hmm. Um, and I think I might have seen the Webster. I did see them a bunch in the mid 2000s. But yeah, I haven't listened to this album in ages, so revisiting it was a trip, I have to say. That's yeah, back. they're doing like a 15th anniversary of the album or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but without they... the original, there's only two of the original four guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's from like. That's the stuff I'll let Billy Corgan get singer? away with. Yeah, yeah. Kay, uh, he's still there, Kelly. Um, and they also released like a live version of Silent Alarm. They just I think it. at this point, if you're Block Party and you're still doing stuff, like people want to hear the old stuff. Who is interested in new Block Party in 2019? I don't really know. No. What even would that be? I don't know. I don't know. He did his whole like dance music thing, and it was not. Yeah, he did like solo work that was super electronic influenced. Yes. Yeah. But uh, this, I really love this album. I mean, my memories of this album are, it was like one of the like various songs from this album were in heavy rotation when you'd go to Miss Shapes or or Trash or any of the dance parties really. Um, so yeah, I have good memories of it. It's just that it just to me revisiting it, everything sounds so dated. And I think also part of it for me is I don't listen to too much like guitar heavy music these days. So it also just feels like, I don't know, a different time in my life, you know? I always feel like, what was the show? The OC used so much Block Party, like all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. In all oh, their yeah. episodes. Most of my memories of Block Party 
are them being soundtracked to like those shows or like <laughs> how i met your mother i'm pretty yeah. sure you used a block party song pretty prominently uh-huh. um that's how people discovered music then. It was all like the music supervisors. Or yeah, exactly. The soundtrack. There was, was once someone who reached out to me via the blog and said, like, could you help me soundtrack this, like, random commercial? Um, anyway, I chose a Matt and Kim song, and he paid me $200. But I feel like, I don't know. That's a gig. That, that's, that's a gig. That's a career. Yeah. I, did, I know. I and I also feel like... For a minute. $200 wasn't enough. I don't know why I agreed to that. Mm. <laughs> well, we didn't know what the hell. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. But for me, going back to Block Party, I think my repeat on this album would probably be um, either This Modern Love, which is a pretty sweet song, actually, but uh, and also um, Positive Tension, which is kind of the opposite in terms of being kind of frantic and it growing into this like big mess of a, I don't know, cacophonous tune. I, I really, I really enjoy that one. Um, and my skip would probably be compliments, which I do not even remember. To That's be honest what with I was going to say. I was like, I don't even know what that song is. So yeah, by all means, please skip that. I mean, I think the singles to this album were so, so good that it, when you hear the songs that are not like the big hits, it, it kind of, I don't know, they fizzle to me. Yeah. What did you guys pick? We picked the exact same things. <laughs> you were like in my brain for this, Finn. <laughs> yeah, we picked Banquet, which was of course, so yeah. That's our basic choice. It's the single. That was like the first it, But it's big so hit. good. It's so classic. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, there's just so many memories attached to that. And I think, I think I've never had that song come on and been like, skip it. Like, I don't want to hear it. At any yeah. point. I just have a lot of like very positive memories associated with that song. And that's I'm that way with music in general. Like it's all very visceral, like memory stuff. Um and yeah. that one's just such a like get up and go crazy. It's a very yeah, it's fun like a one. Yeah. happy upbeat number. Yeah. Um, but I and also did like mo- this modern lava. Yeah. 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 I love that song. I just have not great memories associated with it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. as I do. So it was definitely on like a sad mixtape. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's always unrequited love or something. Yeah. yeah. And what would the both of you skip? Um, Pioneers. What even is that song? <laughs> I don't know. It's really bad. It's just a mess. Yeah, that's probably my second least favorite. Didn't they release it as a single though? I didn't understand that at all. It's like really I think like a, it was like the fourth or fifth single from the album. But yeah, not my favorite. No. Yeah, no. his voice sounds really annoying on that. Yeah. Shall we yeah. go into the second pick? Yeah. Yeah. So the second pick is what this is like, I don't know. I feel like this album is so synonymous with the Lower East Side and early blogging days and I don't know, us all meeting each other. Uh, Stella Star's self-titled debut album from 2003. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was introduced to Stella Star when I was interning at Astroworks. My 
I was interning in the marketing department and my boss, uh, who was just a couple years older than me, her name was Nina, and she was like, my boyfriend's in this band, blah, blah, blah. And I remember going out to see Stella Starr at Luna Lounge. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Pianos. Um, I mean, yeah, everywhere around the there. Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I remember once I saw them, and all of the strokes just like slowly one by one all came in <laughs> into the room. So that was kind of funny. But um, yeah, she would play me like early Stella Star demos and whatnot. So by the time the album came out and by the time there was some buzz, I was already somewhat familiar. Um, but yeah, I loved this album back in the day. But this is also one going back to the Block Party album. Like I haven't listened to in ages and ages and ages. I mean, it's on. So I have a playlist on Spotify. It's called the Essential Nora Albums. Like, I like to think if, like, I met someone and wanted them to understand me in, like, a musical sense, I'd be like, "You, these are the albums you need to listen to, and this album is on it, yeah. <laughs> which I <laughs> forgot that this album was on it, because I, on, I hadn't listened to this in forever either, yeah. and I was put it on this morning that I was trying to figure out, like, okay, what would I like, what would I skip? I was like, I, I know every word to every song on this record beginning to end it's like every headphone memory like uh-huh like i mean i was obsessed with this album yeah um, i was too i remember i mean almost i i would say not every lyric but i would say like 95 percent of the lyrics i remember entirely yeah. and the first time i listened to it with one of those headphone kiosks at the virgin megastore in Union Square, wow. really date myself. Wow. <laughs> I used to spend a lot of time there. But that was a good place to discover something. It really was. I mean, it was a mega store. <laughs> they had everything. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Free Spotify. But I also learned Free about Celestar from other blogs. I feel like they were mm-hmm. one of the first blog bands. And I was like, yeah. Ultra Girl, Sarah Lewitton was like actually friends with them i hung out with them and then her and her brother were like in the video for my coco and when Mm -hmm. i was 23 and i'd been in new york like i said like i didn't know anything really about new york i'd gone to college but i thought that was the coolest thing like i read her blog obsessively i was like how do i get to hang out with these people (laughs) (laughs) i mean really that's what it you know it was more possible back then like, I mean, I did end up hanging out with all of them and, like, meeting everyone in that band and being friends with them. I say that loosely, like, party friends. But at the, at the time, they were really the most accessible, I think, of all the – the Strokes were way too cool for me. They were not going to – they might walk into the show, but I wasn't going to be like, oh, hey, Julian. Oh, absolutely so, not. No. Yeah, No. I mean, even Interpol, other than Carlos, none of them were really like out socializing with yeah, yeah, yeah. the common folk or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were just normal dudes. They weren't like super pretentious or anything. I mean, I think it's pretty telling that Sean has had a completely additional second career. Yeah, wildly successful. successful. Yeah. yeah. I know, I can't believe we got an Oscar. 
Yeah. I remember, for, I don't really ever watch the Oscars, but for some reason that year I watched, and I when he won, I didn't even know the film or anything, but I was like, wait a minute, what? And then I had to kind of rewind and do homework. I was like, oh, I guess that's what he's doing now. Yeah, I had no idea, but good for him. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos to him. Big kudos. Kudos. <laughs> you would have a completely... S- well, not to think why they were so accessible, because I don't think any of them really were like, this is my goal in life, is to be a rock star. This right. is like just a cool thing that we're all doing. So it always right. just had this much more casual vibe to it. Although I was sad when their the rest of their albums were not... Nearly oh, God, good. they weren't very good. No. no. Well, you know what? Even this one for me, when I went back to it, I remember at the time I was thinking, oh, this." what I loved about it was obviously it was so dancey and accessible, but I was like, oh, I hear a little bit of Talking Heads and I hear a little bit of you know this new wave act. But when I listen to it now, for some reason to me, it feels like something I would hear on like 90s alternative radio that would make me want to switch the station. I don't know why. It, it has a very, I have a very different relationship with those songs now than I used to. And I just think if I were to hear it totally blindly now, I would not like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The thing I think is weird is that, like, I feel like people who are younger than us know who Block Party is, mm-hmm. but they would have no idea who Stella Star is. Oh, no. And why would they? I mean, their yeah. heyday was when they were children. So, <laughs> I know. know. Yeah. That's, those are the things that make me feel the oldest. I all. know. I know. I didn't even realize that album was on RCA. Like, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't realize that either. So they weren't really indie. <laughs> no. <laughs> major they got label. a major Deal. label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, the killers opened for them. That oh my god! I was true. at that show. Was that I was Don at Hills? that show. <laughs> no, it was at Irving Plaza, I think. Oh, it was a big deal. Was it Irving or Bowery? I don't remember. I don't. I don't. But I, I was at that show, and nobody was there for the Killers. It was like quiet. <laughs> yeah, that was the last Hilarious. time that happened. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Killers at Don Hills, so I thought, oh my oh, god, wow. that was like a thing. I saw them at Bowery Ballroom <laughs> opening for the Stills. They weren't even the uh, the opener. It was the killers. You know, Nora, you know what that and then that's the that's the show I was thinking of. That's the one. Yeah, they were the first of three. You're right. Which is like what? (laughs) (laughs) They're giant now. Yeah, Yeah. but also haven't really put out a good album in my humble opinion since Hot Fuss. So that's yeah. This for some reason the second album I kind of remember, but I mean Hot Fuss had. Hot Fuss was another album from that time that, like, you wanted to hear those songs out and dance to them. And for me, I have a, a similar relationship to those songs as I do with Block Party, Silent Alarm. Yeah. Well, Mr. Brightside just became that well, crossover yeah. mainstream. Yeah. I remember I was, like, at some terrible club in the Hamden. Don't ask me why I was there. But every, that song came on, and everyone was freaking out. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is yeah. the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was tough for me to pick a, a repeat for this Stella Star album because um, I do feel like I have a relationship with this, with all these songs. And in a, in a sense, they all kind of blend into one for me. Um, mm-hmm. I love the opening track, In the Walls. I think that's yes. an awesome opener. Um, I really liked... Um, the last song on the album, Pulp Song, which I still to this day don't know why they called it Pulp Song. 
Um, it sounds it like a pop sound, song. Do you think it does sound like a pop song? Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. Um, but he's I not. Never he's no Jarvis. No, he's no Jarvis. No. Um, yeah, he may have had the same yeah, haircut. Yeah, those are those are two of the ones I enjoyed. And then for me, I would probably skip Untitled. I, that one actually is one I really didn't remember going back. But all the other tracks on the album, I have a, I have a specific like memory attached to. Nora, what do you think? I mean, I started listing repeats. And I think I listed half the album, and then I stopped. <laughs> I mean, my Coco. I think that song is forever like burned into my memory. It's just a song like you jump around. It doesn't make any sense. What? Who is? What is your Coco? I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. What but, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Someone should ask him. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get him as a guest, season three. <laughs> and then for my skip, I did like I love Untitled. I think that song is beautiful. It is five minutes long, and it also was prominently featured on like every sad girl iPod playlist I ever made. <laughs> I mean. There's the lyric, there's a great pair of crimes, the loneliness of you and I. Like, I can't hate on that. There's a reason that, like, Sean went on to make films. Like, okay, yeah, fine, yeah. I'll give you that. But it it is the slower track on the record as a whole. So I'd probably skip it unless I really wanted to get into my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, listening to it again, I was... I don't know. There's something about his vocals that are so weird. And mm. like I kind of forgot about that. And then I was yeah. listening back and I don't know. I was more into the girl's backup vo- well, vocals. Well, they had a girl in the band too. Which yeah. is not yeah. Yeah. Amanda Tannen. Yeah. And she had a really cool voice. And then I started thinking about what it would be like if the songs were just sung by her. <laughs> and I might have liked them more. <laughs> she had a good voice. She was their bass player. Yeah. I always loved a girl bass player. Yeah. yeah. Although my favorite person in the band was Michael because he had that curly hair. Yeah, he had quite a, quite a mop on his head. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I was a sucker for that. He's I remember brooding. Arthur. Yes, yeah, he was. was. Ar- you know Arthur was the drummer, right? Yes, Arthur was the drummer. Yeah. yeah, I think he was, for me, probably the best-looking one in the band. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. I do recall a show. I think it was at Pianos where he had, like, masking tape covering his nipples. Well, he always was... took his shirt off. Yeah, he always took his shirt off. That's right. Mm. Yeah. But the masking tape is what did it for Yeah, that, I don't know why. That did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I thought it was hot when I was like 22. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I thought eyeliner on guys was the thing. Oh I God, know. I used to wear the eyeshadow and eyeliner. I'm so embarrassed, but like I totally did that you when I'd go out. Though. Well, I'd put like a, I wouldn't make it like extreme, but um, I do recall like when I would get myself together to go out, I would put on my favorite blazer and I would put on the eyeshadow, and it was ridiculous. It's so MySpace. Yeah. It's so MySpace. Yeah. That's one of the photos I sent you guys too. Me and my blazer with my white belt. <laughs> oh my god, I had a white belt too, of course. <laughs> Every, it's like a calling card. And then I always had yeah. the the little band pins on the lapel of the blazer. Yep. Yep. Which do people, exactly the same. Do people yep. still do that? Like is are yeah. band pins a thing? Still a thing. Well, enamel pins. 
No. Oh. Enamel Everyone pins. Everyone has yeah. the enamel pins. Can bands yeah. afford to make enamel pins? I feel like every band had a button machine and just cranked out all those buttons. I had yeah, or like you ordered it from like Busy Beaver or something, <laughs> 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 which I think they were based somewhere in the Midwest, but okay. they were really fast and cheap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What a name. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, when I obviously don't go to as many shows as I used to, but like, I don't know. I don't really have an interest in buying a band pin nowadays, unless, I don't know, unless it comes with like the band t-shirt, which I buy maybe two times a year at this point. Oh, I don't think I ever paid for those pins. Yeah. yeah. Those were like the freebie. Yeah. Yeah. Or the like, you're a blogger, wear my pin. Like, Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I have quite a collection still. Do you There's guys somewhere have in my closet. I have some. I feel like every time, or I just moved. Every time I move, I go through the like box of things that I have that I've moved from apartment to apartment across the uh-huh. country, and it never open or touch, but I still have them. There are definitely. I found a morning theft pin. It was again cool. morning. Uh, I know. <laughs> I love them. I can't even remember what they sounded like. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, morning stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Well, they weren't one of my bands. <laughs> well they were they were on the tribute album to like the pixies i think they wanted like there was a there was a pixies thing they were going for got it got it yeah oh. well thank you so much <laughs> for- <laughs> wait i didn't do my repeat skip. yeah <laughs> Wait, oh, I, I want to hear it. I just yeah. assumed you guys had the same I choice. I thought we said the girl songs. All right. I thought you said the girl vocals. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought you... Yeah. Oh, but, but you didn't tell us what you'd skip. No, oh, yeah. I didn't talk about the tracks. But, yeah, um, okay. I mean, yeah, I would repeat somewhere across forever, and, but mostly for the backup girl vocals. And then, I agree, untitled. It stands out. It's yeah, a, it's completely. It's a very different vibe from the rest of the record. So different. Yeah, and it's also called entitled. How many songs are there called entitled? Oh my god! Well, Interpol has one too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've always that's like lazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just put a fucking title. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <sighs> Although not that Pulp song is such an amazing title either. <laughs> Well, In that's also lazy. They're like, this is the song we wrote to make sound like pulp, and we're going to call it Pulp Song. It is lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You're an artist. Yeah, exactly. Do we think self-titling an album is lazy? That, that I don't have as much of a problem with. Yeah. I think it's weird when it's not the first album. Yeah, I agree. With I that. agree. Interpol yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? And you're like, why is the fifth album self-titled? <laughs> That's, That's when weird. they ran out of fame. 
That's when they got lazy. <laughs> That's when they were like, we don't fucking care what it's called. <laughs> and- I could totally be making this up, but in my head, I want to say that Seal never, never um, titles his albums, and every album is just called Seal. <laughs> That's genius. He's like, this is fucking stupid. I don't want to spend time titling this album. That's fucking Seal. He can do what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! And on that note, yes, thank you so much, Nora, for joining us. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. I feel older now than I've ever felt, (laughs) but but I also feel like I had a whole lot of fun when I was younger, and I'm glad that I did. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been anything that it was without blogging and you guys. So. Aww. Aww. <laughs> now Q untitled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will catch you next time on Mixtape Memories. Bye, guys. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.